Good morning. Welcome to Community Matters. You hear us right here on 95.3 WBCK on Saturday mornings between 8 and 8.30. I'm Richard Pyatt. The program powered by Lakeview Ford Lincoln, Dickman at Washington in downtown Battle Creek. If you happen to miss an episode or you want to go back and hear one again, just go to battlecreekpodcast.com. And those episodes live there indefinitely and certainly glad to have you with us on WBCK. Our first guest today is the chair of the Calhoun County Board of Commissioners, Steve Frisbee. Steve, good morning. Richard, good morning to you. It's nice to be behind a microphone talking to you again. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a while, but we're just jumping right back in like no time has gone by at all. Appreciate the opportunity to talk about the county. That's the intent here to check in with you. probably every month or so, just to get a progress report. I would say where we could kick off right now is, uh, as we're talking here in late October 2022, what's uh, the primary focus right now? Our primary focus is we kick off the budget process uh, earlier in the year. We start meeting probably June and July to talk about where our targets are, looking at projections for the next three to five years, and uh, develop the administration develops their budget targets for every department for elected officials and appointed officials. And then uh, we have budget hearings and we had those last Friday or Thursday, excuse me. And um, they get the opportunity to come in and start to to defend their budget uh, positions and talk about challenges and looking to the future of how can technology help them and serving this, the citizens and put all that together um, it's like making sausage, not as bad as I'm sure it is other places. <laughs> and uh, on November 17th, we'll present a balanced budget for adoption by the budget committee. We'll move forward and it, it'll be implemented on January 1st. So it's a good process. Uh, Kelly Scott leads that process along with finance and Megan Banning. And they do a good job in helping us understand where we've been, where we're headed in projections with revenues and expenses. Everybody's listening has to buy things and everything is up. So that's the challenge of how do you operate in today's environment, provide the services that you've always provided and do that without having to tax people further. So it's a challenge and we started off about four and a half million dollars in the hole this year. And it looks like we're gonna be able to close that down and and meet the balanced uh, requirement without using reserve funds. Wow, four and a half million bucks. And you're gonna be able to shore that up. You mentioned looking three to five years out. How do you even anticipate what things are going to cost? That can't be easy, Steve. It's gotten doubly hard, uh, you know, 10% more hard now uh-huh. uh, in this last year alone. So things like fuel or the sheriff's department and the road department and our general vehicles, health insurance costs, we've been able through really good strategy to maintain those costs for our health care insurance uh, through some very creative programs of care here and other things like that, where if you aggressively manage them, you can control them. But there's things that are out of our hands, things like food costs. We feed a lot of people at the jail every day, ICE detainees, uh, folks that have been arrested for criminal offenses, you name it. You know, we've got to feed them and we should. We're treating them like human beings as they should be treated. And, you know, our food vendors are saying, hey, um, we're hurting here because of the cost of providing that food. So it's working with your vendors. You can't run them in the hole because they're going to run away from you. And now you have to go through a whole new process to find a new vendor 
and it'll end up costing you more. So having that flexibility and understanding of today's environment will help you through the future. Sometimes it's better to build long-term contracts with vendors and other times it's better to ride the wave and not lock yourself in at the higher prices. So Brad Wilcox is the assistant county administrator. He is excellent at strategy, trying to find the best strategy about what impacts the best bang for our buck in purchasing. So when you say four and a half million dollars was the original shortfall and you'll be able to close that without tapping into reserves, what's the overall approach to that? Cuts, uh, postponing spending, What? how do you handle that? All the above. The $4.5 million is typically with every every staff position that is approved, fully staffed. And of course, personnel are the biggest cost of any business, and the county is a business. And, uh, you know, 72 to 75% typically, sometimes higher, and in your overall budget cost. So you manage it through open positions and uh, department heads and elected leaders are like the sheriff and the clerk and uh, water resources and the treasurer and the, and the prosecutor are very good at helping us manage budget dollars through personnel openings. And, you know, there's sometimes we say that position shouldn't be filled all year and they'll agree. And there's other times, you know, if we if it's open now and if we don't start trying to fill it for the next three months, we're doing OK. Uh, but we can't leave it open long term or we're going to run into problems. So it's mostly managing people. And then there are times where we say, you know, you have to keep investing in infrastructure. You can't let a building fall to the ground, a vehicle be run into the ground, the wheels fall off. You have to anticipate those things and be able to save dollars by actually purchasing new things or repairing them or doing maintenance. So we try to avoid that, but there are times where we'll look at capital improvement projects and say, yep, we're just going to have to hold off for that. And we'll budget it over two years and make it happen that way. So it's trying to manage the funds that you have available in a real way that keeps everything moving and doesn't create a hole that you're going to look for in the future going, oh boy, we put all of that off. You can't kick a can down the road too long before it hurts your toe. Taxable values in the county have risen in the last two years. So that's good. So without raising taxes, because the value of property has risen, um, that has a positive net income for the government. We don't raise the rate, but because your property values increase, then we receive more money as a result. So the inflation increases have far outpaced the growth. So that's why we still face those kind of structural deficits every year. We'll just continue to work with elected leaders and appointed officials and and make sure that we're providing good services. That's the goal. So what other priorities are you looking at right now here in October? We have a couple of projects going on. One, we're going to upgrade the juvenile detention facility. We've renamed it the Calhoun Youth Facility. There's some changes in the law about um, underage folks being where you can incarcerate them or not in a real jail versus a detention facility for juveniles. And it's raised some big concerns about, you know, you have 16, 17-year-olds with 12-year-olds. That's not safe. Brad Wilcox has put together a great plan, and we're going to use some guaranteed energy savings to help fund the project of the juvenile detention facility. And they're going to use the structure that's in place. It's an old facility, but it's got really good bones. And they're going to add on to it and they're going to replace almost all of the mechanical aspects and expand it so that we can use some separation techniques 
to get those 12 year olds away from 16 and 17 year olds for safety reasons. It's a really great place because the programs that they offer those kids when they're detained actually is a sought after thing from other counties. So we house other other counties' kids and they go through this programming and they come out on the other end with some idea that they know they've done wrong and they know a pathway forward and support mechanisms to help them overcome their what's in their life and hopefully they're not you know going to repeat it so again we'll have a lot of counties that um, bring their kids here there are some projections of revenue for that to help pay for the cost but it'll be a nice uh, thing to have within the uh, justice system for the juvenile side covid made it hard we had limited numbers of kids that we could put in there and now the changes in the law have made it even more difficult. So until we can do it safely, we're not going to do it. Okay. What other priorities, if any, that uh, you're looking at at the moment for October and November? Roads, roads, roads. Um, <laughs> we've made some really significant improvements in, over the last several years. When we elected and at the end of 2012 as a Board of Commissioners to dissolve the Road Commission and bring it in-house and make it a road department. Over $100 million in road improvements have incurred since then without raising taxes at county level. When we do local roads, it does require a 50% match. and Taxpayers typically are the source of that at the local level in the townships. But Bedford, Penfield, and Emmett Township now, Emmett Township's uh, finishing up their by hopefully by the end of the year, it may bleed over just a little bit into the spring next year and some cleanup parts. Every one of their local roads will have been resurfaced wow. since we began then about 2015-16. So a lot of road miles, um, a lot of money, good cooperation. So now the struggle is how do rural townships with a very small tax base raise enough money to be able to impact Emmett and Bedford and Penfield ate the whole elephant in one bite, but a Lee Township or a, uh, a Homer Township, they can't eat it all in one bite. So we just right. we're gonna have to take that measured approach of small bites, just keep moving forward. As little as three years ago, it cost us about $300,000 a road mile to redo a local road. Hmm. Now it's over 400000 Yeah. So I explain it like this. We like to fix things really, really well, and that's good for the long term. But I call it that champagne budget, and we're more like in the sometimes import beer budget and mostly <laughs> domestic beer budget that we can afford in the long term. And these smaller townships with smaller tax bases, that's what they can afford. Steve Frisbee, chair of the Callan County Board of Commissioners. Of course, uh, your uh, elected commissioner is available, and uh, their email and phone numbers are right on the uh, Calhoun County Board website. So if you have questions, you can yes. reach out to them. And, of course, uh, public comments are always uh, happening in meetings uh, at the board level. So look that up as well. And thank you, Steve. Until next month, be well. Have a great day, Richard. I appreciate it. 